That was your daily dose of the one o'clock news. Apologies for it being a bit delayed. Myself and Kim are joined now in the studio by Dr. Matthew Allen. Dr. Allen is a lecturer in criminology, a historian and a criminal and a criminologist whose diverse research is focused prim- primarily on the 18th and 19th centuries. He's also the unit coordinator of Deviance Crim 104, a unit that I myself studied way back in my first year before I switched out of criminology. So, um, Dr. Allen, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. We really appreciate it. So I guess um, the first question that we'd have is given that, you know, students who are just starting out studying criminology may be unaware at this point, what exactly do you teach? What does deviance look at as a unit? Well, deviance is a is a concept we use to try and understand, I guess, where rules come from and how we decide what's right and wrong in the world. So we're sort of looking at the, the really big picture um, idea of how do we decide what's right and wrong how do we make rules about it why is it that some things um, that we think are bad uh, you go to prison for and some things you people just get angry with you uh, how do we decide those kinds of questions so th- it's all those sorts of issues that we look at in in crim 104 kind of moving away from just crime which is the main focus of criminology and looking at the, the broader um, the broader ways that we think about right and wrong within our society it's a very um, I remember from my personal experience it was a very nuanced take on something that a lot of people would just take to mean uh, to take to be a very black and white issue yeah well i definitely take i mean um you can overdo this but i definitely take a kind of constructionist view so i i I think um you know human beings make rules there are no fundamentally right or wrong things in society we decide what they are there's some things that are are very obvious to everyone murder should be wrong um (laughs) you know (laughs) you would hope so but then there are other things that are much more complicated and so i think it's very interesting to try and unpack why it is we decide on these kinds of questions and how we do it. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, given that, obviously, you are a historian and criminologist, this might be quite interesting to, again, potential future criminology students. So um, what exactly was your PhD in and what drew, you to, drew your attention to that area of research? Uh, so I, my PhD was actually about alcohol in oh, okay. uh, 19th century New South Wales, colonial New South Wales. Wow. wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I... I I kind of, this is a funny story that may be interesting to people who are thinking about going into doing some sort of higher degree research. I actually started off wanting to write something about um, sort of the period 1916 to 1960, when in New South Wales we had a thing called six o'clock closing. So you couldn't buy alcohol after six o'clock. Mm. Okay. And I, I think that had a big big influence on the way we drink in our society. But I started doing research on that and I kept on going further and further backwards in time, oh, trying yes. to figure out where things came from. So, you know, wow. before you can decide okay. what happened in 1916, you need to know what happened before that. I ended up writing my PhD on the period 1788 to 1856. So I didn't even get up to, which is just a little story about how research changes in the process, right? You you can't plan it out in advance. It's only when you get into the archive, when you start doing the work um, that you, you know, you know what you're going to say. Yeah, that's and uh, it's a nice little snapshot to people that might be considering going into higher degree research or potentially studying a PhD. Just how uh, how quickly and how dramatically things can potentially shift in the research that you do. So, don't fret if you find your research taking you down a different path than you originally anticipated. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Although I would say that uh, in first year, if you're taking deviance, answer the question. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, so it's a very different thing if you're writing your own research um, yeah. and doing a, a, your own project where you can decide what it is. If you are, have a question that's set to answer, one of the most important things you can do is make sure that you've clearly answered it. So, so what's one thing that your students in this unit can do to, I guess, do better? <laughs> like, you know, improve their grade or, you know, try to 
do a bit better. Look, Besides answer the question. Yeah. Yeah. Answer just the cover that. That. I mean, like, that's, that seems it's like answer the question. <laughs> no, I, there is another thing that I was thinking uh, I'd say, which is that um, planning and drafting your work. I think, mm. you know, even just – I'm not naive about this. A lot of people end up writing essays at the last minute because that's life, right? Yeah. But even if you do that, take the extra hour to sit down and do a mind map or something and lay out what the points are of your essay and structure and organizing. And then better yet, if you have time, when you finish the essay, sleep on it, wake up in the morning, read over it and redraft it. Maybe when you read over it the second time, you think, actually, I've organized this wrongly. It would work better. The argument would be better if I moved these points around and switched them around in some way. Mm. So the more of that kind of work you can do on your writing, the better it will be. That's Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much hitting the nail on the head, really. It's, yeah. A lot of people would underestimate the importance of drafting and editing. In yeah, something that's like right. I think you can Definitely. easily – people even who put a lot of time into essays can easily spend too much time on the research because it's kind of enjoyable and exciting and not enough time on the like, drafting. Yeah. Uh, and I think in terms of marks, if you're being crude and cynical about it, you'll probably get more out of working on and redrafting your work than you will out of, of – doing more research it's certainly spot on i remember back when i was doing um units that required essay writing i was much more interested in actually gaining the research and facts that i was looking to put in the essay rather than actually so constructing the yeah. essay itself <laughs> so it's something that yeah i think a lot of students would be familiar with the trying yeah. to not overdo the amount of research that you do at the at the um detriment of proper structuring and editing um, so what's something that you're most passionate about at the moment, whether it's research or just something interesting? Uh, I'm really passionate about democracy. Um, mm. uh, I'm quite involved in the union movement here at UNE. I won't get into that because it's quite a complicated <laughs> issue that you may hear something about it on campus. But in any rate, the reason why I'm involved in the union movement and, and one of the things that informed my research as well is because I believe democracy is really important. But I think a lot of people, what I'm really interested in is not just... Um, you know, when people think about democracy, they think about elections. But I think that there's a larger, I'm kind of interested in the, I guess what you might call the the spirit behind democracy. How do we, how do we actually think about democracy as people living in the world, which is not just about elections, but it's all about what do we think is fair? What do we think is just? How are we going to make sure that we get everyone's voices heard in different situations? Uh, so I'm really interested in kind of trying to think critically as an academic about how to how to make the world more democratic. Fascinating. Mm. I was going to say in terms of, I guess, because you said it wasn't really about elections, but 2020 is certainly a, a big year for democratic uh, for democratic followers. Yeah, for sure. um, Kim says, as <laughs> <Yep>. an American. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm definitely fascinated. I mean, a, a hobby of mine is definitely US politics. It's kind of fun to follow, particularly because it's you not, not as doesn't directly concern me, whereas yeah. Australian politics just makes me really angry. Likewise. <laughs> to, to yeah, easier, very much so. To just follow American politics and, like and um, not, not as a sport, but but certainly as something, it's very interesting to see what's happening in America because I think often things that happen in America come here in five or ten years' time. Yeah. So there are debates that are happening in America that I think are very relevant to Australia and, and it's interesting to see how they play out. Goodness <laughs> me, that's a scary thought. Um, <laughs> Bloody hell. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. So um, just obviously flipping the script a little bit now because you obviously teach a lot of young criminology students because deviance is a, a, a unit that most of them would study fairly early on in their um, path of study. So just going back to when you were a student, was there anything that you know now looking back that you weren't really that good at in terms of university study? 
uh, that I wasn't good at. I wasn't good at deadlines. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I think a lot so, of people could relate to that. I, I'm quite sympathetic. I mean, I don't want to overstate this, but I'm quite sympathetic to people who can't get working on time. If you if you contact me in advance and give me a reason, um, you can usually get an extension from me um, up to within the rules, which is a week. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, don't anyone listening to this that's doing deviance, don't take advantage of that. <laughs> yeah, don't. please don't. No, I, within the rules, which are yeah. very clear. But, I was going but, to say. Um, I am sympathetic to people who can't get working on time because I couldn't. Fair enough. And I think it's, uh, it, that would also be something that a lot of people, especially first years, would uh, struggle with, the, yeah. the added yeah. pressure of such – well, I say such harsh deadlines. That's not a, it's not a, the end of the world if you do miss one, but it's something that a lot of people will have to get used to. Mm, definitely. So um, just moving on to another sort of university-related question for a moment, what would you say the best thing about your job is as a uh, – I'll start actually with – I'll start – not with teaching deviants, rather, but actually as a criminologist. As a criminologist. Um, I, look, I really like, um, so I'm a historical criminologist, um, so my background is in history, and I, I really like, you know, thinking about and trying to understand the history of where our criminal justice system came from and how that's evolved over time. Mm. So that really relates to what I'm doing in deviance in a sense. Deviance is focused on the present. But what I'm interested in historically is trying to understand how different ideas about deviance, how, how they've changed over time. That's really what my all of my research is about in some sense. Yeah, that, and that in itself, it sounds like such an interesting subject, something that you could just get lost in, just completely diving into and getting as much knowledge about it as you can. Mm. I'm showing my history nerd side again. have <laughs> got to stop doing that. <laughs> He's a little excited. Yeah, <laughs> just a tad. <laughs> um, so what was something you wish you knew before you started out at university? I guess, you know, looking back, um, and it's a depressingly long time ago now, <laughs> but, but looking back, I, I think, you know, you, you come out of high school, and I went straight out of high school into, into uni, and you kind of... Um, you know, there's all this pressure to get a good mark in the HSC and then it's sort of like it's all about this is the t- you've got to get a job and stuff. And I, I did an arts degree, um, but suddenly I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do uh, really when I when I started my degree. I just knew I had to go to university. And I think the thing I, I wish I realized more than is that's OK, that you don't need to know immediately. There's plenty of life to be lived. And so, you know, I, I would encourage students to enjoy their degree, at least in the first instance, and just just for the ideas. Um, you know, because that's really what university is about. Obviously, everyone needs to get a job at some point and you may need to be a bit more pragmatic about your, you know, your plans at some stage. But I hope you take the time to enjoy university for what it is um, and not just make it about the marks and, and you know, getting a, getting a degree. Wise words. Yeah. Well said. Um, I guess we're going to launch into a little bit of quick fire questions now, more lighthearted questions that might sort of <laughs> show a bit of an amusing side of lectures, something that might get a little chuckle out of people. What is your favorite time of day? Well, I really used to be a night owl, um, right. so I used to like staying up late at night. But sadly, as I get older, <laughs> I go so to bed much. earlier and I wake up earlier in the morning. I, I still like evenings, yeah, nighttime. Okay, yeah. so now it's two all in terms <laughs> yeah. of lecturers and their, <laughs> their preference, morning and evening. <laughs> so just um, on to another quickfire question. Um, do you have a favorite song? Do I have a favorite song? Um, it's funny, I don't listen to a lot of music. But, okay. But when I did... Back when I was a student, uh, I used to listen to a lot of kind of techno stuff. Um, I really liked Prodigy. Um, so oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Break and Enter is a great Prodigy track. Fair early, enough. Early Prodigy. People don't know it. <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yep, radio. <laughs> yeah, <I'm like> that. <laughs> 
What, um, in terms of obviously you've done a lot of research, such as the nature of a historical criminologist and a uh, criminology lecturer, what would be your dream research location? This is really sad because, but I like libraries and I like archives. So okay. um, and, nothing and, wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. So, but I guess the dream one would be the dream would be to go to a library or an archive that people haven't been to. You know, Ooh, like somehow you find gotcha. yeah. this stuff that people haven't seen before, and you're looking through boxes that no one's ever found. And that they are there are boxes like that in the archive. So that's the that's the sort of the dream to be in a really nice space and finding things that people have never looked at before. Jeez, you know, yeah. that, even oh, that would, that would be a sensation. <laughs> that would be incredible. Mm. Wow. Uh, and now um, a little bit of a rather oddball question. If you had a chance to go to Mars, would you go? No. Okay, that's the first time. That's the, you're the first person that's just flat out said no. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, like I understand. I'd be interested to know what Mars was like. Yeah. Through someone else going there. I was going to say, there's no Wi-Fi. Yeah. But personally, we're not like to go. <laughs> no, there's no Wi-Fi or chocolate up there. Yeah, so I think that's what we clarified. There's no archives. There's no, no there, there's no archives, of course. <laughs> um, now, for anyone that I guess might. How, want to learn a bit more about um, histori- uh, historical criminology studies. Um, do you have any sort of social media presence where people could learn more about that? Like any sort of, I guess, academic or professional presence at all? No. Okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a social media <laughs> fan, which is, you know, I, I understand why people do it. But for me, um, I'm actually quite big on privacy. Fair. And um, so but by all means, if you're interested in historical criminology, please email me. I'm always happy to get emails from students. But I don't. I don't want to have a public presence because when I turn off, I want to be off, you know. Yeah. That's, I think that's something that a lot of people are slowly forgetting how to do or losing yeah. the ability to do, yeah. given that the invasive nature of a lot of social media and a lot of technology nowadays, it's very hard to completely unplug, mm. which is a rather disturbing thought now that I think about it. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. So um, you said earlier that you are not really a big fan of music or you don't listen to a lot of music. Is there anything that you are listening to a lot of, be they audiobooks or podcasts or any sort of... I guess, audio nature at all? Not really. Um, like I say, I don't listen to a lot of music because I, I just tend to be someone who I like a lot of, I like reading. That's a lot of what I, my recreation is. Or I'm watching something. Um, and both of those, you know, you're not listening to something at the same time. The one the one thing I have been listening to a lot is Confidence Man. Um, I kind of got this, um, it's like a band out of Brisbane or something. And I just, they're just kind of fun, um, easy listening music. So, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. That's um Totally understandable. I, presumably there would be um, a few, I can't think of any top of my head, but I imagine there'll be a few historical podcast, like podcasts that dive into, I guess, historical events and the criminal nature. There absolutely these. are. There are heaps of true crime podcasts and people are always recommending them to me and I just never listen to them. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm I prefer a, reading. That's yeah, just no, the way I like I, I'm much the same. I'm a huge fan of true crime and I'd much rather read about, I read about that sort of thing than listen to it. But mm, that's just yeah. a personal yeah. preference of mine. So um, I guess uh, thank you so much, Matt, for coming on and having a bit of a chat with us. It's always um, fascinating to learn more about. I mean, criminology is something I've been interested in for a while. It's unfortunately not something I'm studying at the present time anymore, but it's still always great to hear more about it. And any freshers or, you know, students that are now studying criminology, um, you will most likely see Matt during your uh, study, given that Deviance is a unit that I believe is a core unit, yes? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. So uh, once more, thank you so much for coming along. Uh, Kim and I will be back in a little while with another lecturer. Until then, we're going to play you out with Jax Jones with Harder. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9, the home of student-powered radio.